This is the Dorkside News Network, and this just in. This is Frankie's ASMR. AMSR? How does he misspell it? <laughs> he says AMSR. <laughs> no, uh, uh, Autonomous. So I forgot what it was, but it's, it's not that way. It's not that no. way. <laughs> I'm Richard. I'm James. And, and uh, yeah, um, this is part two. We actually have a, a part two of something. Yeah. Kayla's not here for the news segment this time, but she's going to join us for part two of the of the yeah. Zelda stuff. And the Zelda stuff was super fun. I, I hope you like it. This this second episode was, I, I'm in, in my own opinion, uh, <laughs> exponentially better than the first one because I actually know most of the games in the second. Yeah. You're run. like... <laughs> Okay, yeah, uh, these games never played. Yeah, these games like it's almost impossible to play this game. Like, yeah, so yeah, we we did a lot better job. Well, we meaning basically you two. Um, <laughs> you played a link to the past, though. I mean, you had a yeah, I, I had I had some stuff. So, um, yeah. so if you're unfamiliar with how we work, um, we tell you new stuff, and then we we usually you know go into whatever it is that we're going into next, and in this case, it would be the Zelda history. Yeah, what's different is is that we pre-recorded. Yes, we've the, never done that before. Yeah, the content. So definitely, we'd love to get reviews or comments. Just uh, does that work? Because it it means we can kind of put a little bit more work, I think, into the content side, and then we can still make sure you guys have the the latest news so yeah. that you can share and, and stuff around the office. And if you like the history stuff too, I have other ideas for games and yeah. and. I wouldn't say game fandoms that I'm, I'm interested in doing, but my next one, I would like to do final fantasy. So that's a game, but, uh, so we're going to be spending the next 26 episodes about <laughs> the final fantasy series. There's uh, um, well, to be fair, there's, um, just about as equal amount of the Zelda games as there was final fantasy. Yeah, but come on uh, to be. Yeah. And again, to be fair, each, um, final fantasy story has, um, much more story to it yeah like legend of zelda the very first game on nintendo you got uh here it's dangerous to go alone take this and that was pretty much the only text you ever saw in the entire game that was the story there was like almost no pre-rendered fmv um you know pre-scripted content for zelda either like how can you how can you tell a story without having you sit for like five to ten minutes watching like the characters play around without you yeah all right, so we, we got our news. Um, this this first bit makes me a little sad because I was I was a very big fan of this guy, uh, Sean Layden, the um, the Uberman of Sony Sony Entertainment America is leaving. Well, he left actually. Where is he going? Um, I think he's retiring. He's just moving on. I can double check to make sure. Sure. No, no, it's fine. Um, but Sean Layden was, you know, he was the guy that you always saw at, uh, at well, I was going to say CES, not, not <laughs> that one, E3, um, given the speeches about the games and what Sony's going to do. And he's he's leaving. Um, yeah, he's just leaving the gaming division altogether from what it says. Well, this seems obvi- uh, oddly specific. Yeah, if they're saying leaving gaming endeavors, maybe he's going to go to like, I don't know, retail or, or cameras. I guess that is retail, but I don't know. Electronics, Walkman. You never know. Um, but the unfortunate part was they didn't have a backup like Nintendo did when Reggie, uh, Reggie Filane left. Um, I don't know if you remember that story or not, because it was, we covered it very lightly, I think, yeah. in the very beginning. But Reggie Filane was, you know, the man of Nintendo for Nintendo America. Everybody knew him. Everybody like knew his voice, knew his face. And so he stepped down. And some guy named Doug Bowser took his place, which was just so fitting. 
Bowser leading Nintendo. Mm-hmm. It just seems yeah. <laughs> yeah. And of course he's made memes of himself about it too. I'm sure it had an effect on his, even his like wanting to work in Nintendo, his yeah. job. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, what I'm saying is there's no like Tom Bandicoot or <laughs> that's stepping up for right now. Um, the master chef and uh, working for Bungie. Yeah. Uh, it sucks to see him leave, but I'm glad that he's, you know, he left on good terms. Yeah. He's just, he's, I'm not saying he's getting old, but he's getting old. <laughs> So he's, he's just retiring from the gaming division. I don't know. Again, I don't know if that means he's moving to a different company. I don't think any, anybody knows yet what he's doing. But, it's like uh, your parents telling you that, that uh, you know, your dog went to the farm. <laughs> How come it's not back yet? Uh, we wish him the best. I love Sean Layden, so I wish him the best personally if he's listening, which I'm sure he is because we have that many awesome listeners. <laughs> uh, up next, Stranger Things Season 4. The teaser trailer has dropped and it was 10 seconds i think at the most maybe 15 seconds and i'm already my head is spinning with what could it mean i am so ready for them to leave that town that they are leaving that town. i know that's what i'm saying so i affected in the show notes we have the, the teaser we trailer. literally have a cough button folks i know i'm sorry it was so <laughs> instant i just got something that caught my throat um we do have the teaser trailer in our notes but if you wanted to very quick. We have a cough button. <laughs> hey, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> um, the uh, teaser trailer showed the, the Stranger Things logo like normal. Uh, it had the four because every time they do, do another one, it's the next number up. It showed it growing dark, the logo itself. And then it said, we're not in Hawkins anymore. And that's literally all yeah. it said. And just that alone, I was like, what is happening? What are we doing? Where are we going? If they really wanted to freak out people, they could have showed the number five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they really, really want to freak out people, they could say, we're, uh, we're not in Russia anymore either. And they'd be like, well, what's going on? Where are they at? I mean, I assume it wouldn't all take place in Russia because that's only one person we assume is over yeah, there. Yeah. And the rest of the crew is, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, no release date yet. Just a teaser trailer, so we'll keep you up to date on that when it comes out. You can't even guess either, right? I, because I thought it would be next Christmas or next Thanksgiving because of the hints that they gave at the end of the show in season three. But that's that's taking the hint literally. Yeah, because yeah. he was like, "I'll see you next Thanksgiving," and so maybe that was a literal hint of the next one's coming out next Thanksgiving, or maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's just they don't have a release date yet. Yeah, I don't know. We don't know. Um, Recess. Have you, did you ever see Recess, the cartoon? I, uh, I, I want to say that I actively chose not to watch the cartoon <laughs> called Recess. I'm, I'm vaguely aware of it. Okay. Um, it is a lot of, uh, there's a lot of people that liked it. I, I also was also one of those people that was just, it wasn't for me. I don't think. I think, I feel like that's, I don't know, all the cartoons with that kind of style. I think I just. I just didn't give it a chance. It might yeah. have been great. I just didn't give it a chance. because I, uh, I would not I would get shit all the time, too, because I didn't like Hey Arnold. Yeah, but I, but exactly. I like Cat Dog. I was like all into that and Two Stupid Dogs. and I I like Courage. And... Courage. Yeah, they're all dogs, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Those are all the good ones. But yeah, Recess is returning. And they're, they're not returning in the same format. Not even, a, not even a show. No, it's coming back as a live action movie. That's what everyone has been asking for. Yeah, it was on the top of my list for things I wanted to see happen next year. <laughs> I did always say that I would enjoy this series if it just wasn't a cartoon 
was in an episodic serial and uh, was in the movies. So yeah. there we go. I'm getting what I, I wanted. I would, I would love it if it was just the characters that were mentioned that were similar and nothing else is the same. Because that's pretty much what it sounds like it's going to be. Uh, but yeah, if you didn't know, now you know. Recess is returning as a live action movie. So there's that. Um, do you miss Animal Planet and Discovery Channel? Do you wish you could watch them more? Okay, let me tell you a story about when I stopped watching Animal Planet. So I, you know, I turn on Animal Planet. I want to watch some science. That's that's what I want to watch. Um, Discovery, National Geographic. I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was Animal Planet, but honestly, it might have been any of those science yeah. channels. And a zoo, uh, zoo files show came on pilot episode, first episode. And I was like, okay, I like me some Loch Ness monster, um, Sasquatch, things like that. The Chupacabra. And the, the episode was on Chupacabra. (laughs) It was, and it starts and it's, it's this border patrol with like a shaky cam like going out into the middle of nowhere where they find some illegals that um, are trying to, I don't know, invade the the country, I guess. But the, the illegals are like all terrified and screaming. And then there's these like quotes at the bottom that says like, this may or may not have been based on a true story. <laughs> You're like, ah. Uh... Wait, you mean this is you lying to us, yeah. but you doing it in this like cops, like format makes people think that it's real. Yeah. That's, it's very strange, but, um, so I, yeah, I want science. I want science in a content format. Well, it's just like in MTV and G4 TV. If you remember that old channel, all those things started off as what they were and then slowly morphed into this is the cops channel or this is, yeah. Uh, the- that's what it was like for just oh well, at least for near the end of Animal Planet, it was just all the same thing for me. Yep. But if you did like some of those shows, Discovery Channel and Animal Planet had, then Curiosity Stream might be the streaming service for you because that's what Curiosity Stream has on it. It is going to have Discovery Channel and Animal Planet shows. So we put this in the show notes uh, a few days ago, and. Since then, I have seen a massive amount of cool content articles on Facebook and social media and stuff. So they're really trying hard. Yeah. And uh, and I every time I'm like, well, this is a cool article. And I'm like, oh wait, that's Curiosity Stream. We're we're not uh we're definitely not sponsored by literally uh, anybody. Yeah, I would love to be sponsored by literally anybody. <laughs> and I would I would even more love to be sponsored by some sort of cool science channel. But uh yeah, no. Me undies, if you're listening, I'm I'm ready to be a sponsor. And then there's the, the, there's, okay. So I don't want to get too graphic, but there's this website that keeps popping up on my Facebook and I keep looking at it because it's just so, it's just so funny. It's called Shinesty and they sell men's underwear, specifically men's underwear. Okay. I don't know where this is going. Because MeUndies is usually a sponsor of a lot of shows and they sell underwear too, but this one's specifically men's underwear and they call them ball hammocks. (laughs) <laughs> and that's that's exactly what they are apparently they're just men's underwear that has a little pouch on the inside for your you know twigs yeah. and berries to hang out in i guess 
I think everybody gets in into things like podcasts and stuff, hoping that they'll be sponsored by cool people like Curiosity Stream. <laughs> and then next thing you know, next episode, we're, we're going to be ball like hammocks. ball hammocks. Like, <laughs> and, and I'm not going to turn it down, ball hammock no, people. No, like, I'm not. You, you reach out to us, make something happen. Uh, I would like to give a shout out, though. Um, I, if you guys don't know what ad reads are, those are really interesting. We haven't done one yet because, again, we're not sponsored yet. But I do know what they are. Yeah. Ad reads is when a company pays you to read their advertisement. Not okay. not just to run their advertisement on your channel, but pays you to read that. Okay. Um, the my favorite podcast of all time, Sacred Symbols. He reads. He does his own ad reads. He doesn't have anybody else do it. He does yeah, it himself. Sure. But he, he does them in such a weird way that it makes you like wonder what the product's about. Because he'll start off. He's like, "Do you ever wonder what Genghis Khan was like in the civil?" You know, you're just like, "What?" He's like, "Do you ever wonder what underwear he would have wore?" <laughs> just like, "Where is this going?" <laughs> and they're, they're so entertaining for an advertisement. Yeah, yeah. I wish more people were like that. Um, so yeah, uh, sacred symbols, uh, Colin. If you're listening, love your ad reads. Do more of them. Uh, but yeah, so Curiosity Stream has Discovery Channel and Animal Planet stuff. Uh, if you like just that stuff, then yeah. go to Curiosity Stream and get it um matrix four boom okay we're done with that no i'm just kidding <laughs> matrix four is coming with not both of the wachowski sisters just one okay um only one wachowski is returning but keanu reeves is also said he's coming back That's... and i don't know what the hell that could mean for the the story of the matrix itself he's supposed to be dead well yeah i mean he's supposed to be dead did they clone him again? Yeah. Is it, is it, are they going to reboot the, I don't Well, cause it's matrix four. It's not a reboot. It's no, 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 no. A, but reboot the right. Because actually this, yeah. it's cyclical. So he's not the first Neo. He isn't. He was just the Neo that finally won. What did he? Or did he? Or did he? Yeah. And then is, is agent Smith back. So we, there is no mention yet of, um, Oh God, Hugh. What's his last name? I can't remember the elf. It's Hugh. I know it's Hugh. Yeah. Hugo Weavy. Hugo. <laughs> it was it was Hugh, but it was I was missing. To me, part. he's just the elf. <laughs> Hugo Weavy. To me, he's just the uh, just the Lord of the Lord of the Rings elf guy. Uh, the agents didn't have a name, did they? Oh no, they did. He it did. was Agent Smith. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what? No, but yeah, to me, he's just Agent Smith or you know, King of the Elves, one of the two. Uh, but there's no mention of him coming back, so that's good because honestly. Um, I don't want, I mean, we had three movies with, well, with the same villain. Yeah. Well, ish, because in the first movie, it wasn't necessarily agent Smith. That was the bad guy. It was the agents plural. And then it morphed into now just agent Smith is the bad guy. Cause he can clone himself and do bad things as himself. If I, I, I mean, Neo completely defeats agent, agent Smith. Uh -huh. And if, if Agent Smith comes back, I just don't know what the point is. I think if he does come back, they wouldn't say anything about it until the movie comes out. Because that would just be like, okay, well, we know where this is going then. We don't need, even need to watch yeah, it. I, I think it would be fair to have him be a uh, a reboot of the original Agent Smith program that is not special virus, anything like that. Yeah. So, What if they're like, they're like best friends or something? They're hanging out. Yeah. Or I don't know. I, I have literally no idea where they can go with this, but apparently they do. And I love all the Matrix movies. I again, I think we brought this up before. I'm one of like the one or two people in the entire world that liked the last Matrix, which was the 
Super Saiyan Goku fighting. My, my favorite was the uh, the rave scene. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what I needed. The, the 20 minute rave scene in Zion. <laughs> uh, looking forward to that. We don't know any details other than who's you know going to be in it for a few and yeah. who's directing it. Um, I don't know if anybody knows this, but uh, Superman is my favorite superhero. Really? Of all time. All of my, you know, Twitter handles and anything that has a handle in it has some kind of Superman nod to it. And uh, I watched um, Smallville growing up. Me too. Religiously. I did stop at about season seven because when Lana Lang got magic powers, it threw me off. And so I just kind of lost interest. That was one episode. It was, but they kept hinting towards, oh, like referring back to it every now and then. But then season eight brought in Jimmy. And so I started watching it again. So okay. I just I just missed I liked the season. how it ended. I thought yeah. the last season was really good. And they did they did really well with uh they said that he would never put on the suit and he would never fly. And he he never did in in any of those. Yeah. And people were like, well, what there was one where he was flying. Like, no, that was a dream. They got it through through a dream yeah, yeah, technicality. Yeah. Um, but Tom Welling was Superman. And was. he is reprising his role as Superman in what could only be seen as DC's biggest crossover event that they've ever had. Yeah. They are throwing everything. If they even had a minor role in any kind of DC universe, they're yep. throwing them in there somewhere. It's going to be uh, super fun. They, they've had uh, more important than uh, Tom Welling is they're actually bringing back uh, Michael, Michael uh, Rosenbaum. Yeah. He's yeah, coming back. that to me. They're bringing back the original Robin from Batman and Robin, the 1969 show. Oh, okay. So, I mean, obviously we can't bring back Adam West, but. Yeah, um, I forgot what the uh, original Robin's name was, but he's coming back as as Robin. I, I think there's so many people yeah. that were doing things for DC long before this crossover happened, and it's it. I like that they always uh, the um, the Arrowverse has been putting everybody in their original role at some point. Yeah, it's so, cool to see them all. Yeah. Like they, the only one that they haven't mentioned yet, and I wouldn't be surprised to see it coming is Dean Cain. But what would what's weird though is they've already announced that Brandon Ruth might come back for his Superman. Actually, that's, they, that's visually announced. Yeah, that's visually announced. So they've already shown his. What I'd like to Kingdom see come super, is I'd like to see the original Wonder Woman. Yes, because she's the president. That's Linda Carter, right? Linda Carter. Yeah. yeah, she's the president in Supergirl. So, oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, but then I don't know if she died or not. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, right? Because she would be coming back from an alternate universe yeah. where she's Wonder Woman. Yeah. So and it's like I said, it seems like everybody's coming back. So, but if you guys don't know what this is, it's the Arrowverse giant uh, crisis on infinite earths crossover. That's, that's yeah. coming. I think they're doing a crossover with black lightning too. I'm not sure, but I think, <laughs> I think I heard rumors that they're finally going to um, join black lightning into the same multiverse. I, you said that. And I, I, I really want to see black lightning come into the universe. Yeah. I've seen a few episodes of black lightning. Yeah. I think it's on Hulu think is where it was or amazon one of the two i, I watch on netflix but um but there was one me i just wanted to bring it up because there's a meme i saw i forgot who he's fighting but it's a, it's a female that can absorb lightning okay it's like her thing and um she was His on daughter? the ground i don't remember he was they were fighting each other yeah. so yeah they fight um he was on the ground he was like go ahead i can take any i can absorb any lightning that you throw out and they made like a huge innuendo, like not black lightning. And then he shocks her and her eyes roll back in her head. And I was like, where is this going? But I think it was just a picture someone drew. Yeah. I don't think it was, you know, from the show. I just thought it was really funny. Hmm. But yeah, this this crossover event's going to be gigantic. 
It's going to be huge. I'm guessing it's all the shows that they're currently running are going to have some kind of crossover in it too. So Arrow, Flash, um, Legends of Tomorrow. Is that, I think it's still going, right? Yeah, it is. Um, Batwoman. I would assume might be in there. Batwoman was in the last one. I don't know if, if this is going to be after Batwoman officially starts. Cause it's okay. That's, that's fair. It's coming out this fall though. So it might come out in time. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's going to have all these shows. Yeah. So it's, it's something to look forward to. And like I said, if there's, if DC is doing one thing, right, it's their television shows. There's their shows are so good. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't give DC since they don't write any of the storylines, any credit for this. Yeah. And I don't give Warner brothers either. Right. Because just at some point in time, they licensed these properties to, um, the, uh, Batelli. What's his name? Uh, I've seen Bertelli, Bertelli, Bert, Bertelli. I think it was, uh, see, and I used to say it all the time, but you <laughs> no. made me stop saying it. Now I forgot. Uh, so they, Berlanti. Berlanti. Greg Berlanti. Yeah. So they licensed it to the Berlanti, uh, uh, produce studio guys yeah. and yeah and then we got the universe so yeah if you're a fan it's coming um also stuff that people are a fan of i like my segues i'm really good at those huh i <laughs> <laughs> uh, love death and robots man we, i love this we've talked about this in the show too before i wonder if they're going to do the same thing do you think they learn from their mistake about uh, guessing which episode you would like to start with no <laughs> You think they're just going to pick it again? I don't think anybody canceled their Netflix uh, subscription because it showed them the porn episode before it showed them the like murder episode. I mean, if more episodes that or if there's more shows out there where the episodes are loosely tied together, where you yeah. you can start anywhere yep. and they want to start off with the porn one for me, then they're going to get me to watch yeah, there it. You so, go, right? <laughs> I mean, what I thought is interesting about Love, Death and Robots season one is... I feel like it's almost like uh what's that thing where you look at a, uh, a Rorschach. Yeah. So it's almost like a Rorschach, like what, what you choose to talk about from a given episode kind of describes you, not the, not the show. Yeah. Because like I saw somebody and they were like, Oh, I hated uh love, death and robots because it, um, it encouraged domestic violence. And that's about the episode where the uh, girl through like Chinatown is like, she thinks she's running from the killer and then she kills the guy. Man, it's like a, like, it's like a time loop. Interesting. You remember that episode? I haven't watched Love, Death and Robots yet. What the hell? (laughs) It's so good. I know it is on the list. Um, I I, I keep saying that's on the list, but we are making our way through the list of a lot of stuff. All right. Well, Um, anyway, so I was like, so here's this girl who kills the guy, but this guy's chasing her. So she's running. So he, so she kills him. And to me, there's no domestic violence there thing. Like she thinks she's, she's being chased by a stalker, but he's chasing what he thinks is a criminal. And it's just like this loop. That's really weird. It's, I literally just watched a trailer to a movie last night that sounds very similar. And um, it starts, the, the trailer itself starts off like it's going to be children of the corn. Okay. Like there, there's a girl that walks into a cornfield and there's a child that laughs and you're like, this is children of the corn. And then it comes out to like, they are trying to find their way out of this cornfield. That's magical or yeah. whatever it is. And they're running into people that are themselves at, 
a younger age or an older age, it seems like. And so they're trying to help themselves get out, but kill themselves. I don't know. It was really weird. Um, but the movie's called in, in the tall grass, I believe it's called. Oh, okay. Another reference to the children of the corn. Yeah, so. so it's All gotta right. be a children of the corn. I don't want to say knockoff because yeah, but it's inspired the, by the inspired by. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so love death and robots. All right. like it. Season two's coming. Don't be a James <laughs> watch the show season one and then watch season two. Uh, we're a little late on this, but only I, a few days, only a few days, but I feel like it, it I mean, it needs to be said. We knew it. We, we knew it would happen. Yeah. We hoped it would happen, but we knew it would happen. Uh, Spider-Man's back in the MCU. We totally knew guys. Kind of. So he is, but he is. the deal so far is only for one more movie. Yeah. So, I mean, but again, I, I can almost guarantee that they're going to see how well the movie does and be like, okay, we need to do another one. This, yeah. this movie just prints money. So why not just keep I, it? What I like about it is that they always described the homecoming trilogy. Yeah. So, um, it makes sense to at least finish off the deal as is and keep having like, if they're, if they're going to continue on with the Tony Stark storyline, keep it up, finish it, yeah. finish it right. Don't suddenly switch him to be in the Venom verse or something. Well, <laughs> no, I know they're going to connect it. Well, I was going to say, because the deal did consist of him being allowed to also be in yeah, I know. the Venom movies. So I don't know how to feel about that. Uh, it's garbage. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, Spider-Man's back. That's all we, that's all we really cared about. So we're happy that at least it goes on from there. Um, we'll see if it, after the movie comes out, oh, I'm guessing three years from now. Yeah. Um, if he's going to still be in there. <laughs> all right. So this oh, next geez. item, there's a cough button, James. Uh, yeah, I know, but this time I'm punching my cord. <laughs> um, so <laughs> this, uh, uh, this kind of like geeky Twitter girl that I, that I follow, she, she tweeted today something that was very like, um, very true, like very true to home. I thought for me, and she said that her love language is talking about Warhammer all the time, despite <laughs> never having played it. And I was like, I've never played it, but I can tell you so much about the Eldar and like all the different things. So um marvel has picked up warhammer for a comic book line from what i understand too that's a very big universe warhammer it's a huge, huge universe. universe there's these inquisitions there's and i don't know if they're well they're probably gonna do the four uh fantasy and they're gonna do uh 40k there's all kinds of cool things like in 40k the orcs and goblins are funguses and the Fun, spore fungi fungi <laughs> the spore like hit a planet and they grow into like goblins and then they eventually grow orcs and they eventually like grow all kinds of weird stuff. Interesting. And so they grow armies and they have squigglings, which are also like another form of orcs. So basically like all of the, all of the green skinned things are all part of the same like life cycle of fungus. And there's just like all kinds of weird, cool things in the Warhammer universe. Uh, I think it's super cool. And um, I really like Marvel comics in general, and I like their ability to do, um, do franchises generally yeah. well. My, uh, my buddy Jeremy would appreciate this one a lot because he's, he's huge in a Warhammer. And it's super funny because if you looked at this guy, you would like, you would think that he's, there's no way he plays any kind of game. He's, he's a built, very built guy who <laughs> goes to the gym like every day, you know, yeah, sure. Watches this stuff. But and then he's like, I go home and then I paint my minis. <laughs> so it's, just like, <laughs> it's just funny. But uh, yeah, he's, I'm sure he's excited about this. And actually, I'm probably going to message him and be like, Hey, we mentioned you. Yeah. You should go listen to the podcast. <laughs> there you go. 
Um, this next one I'm kind of iffy about. So there's another uh, Kingsman movie coming out called The King's Man. Yeah. And this one's supposed to be a prequel to both of the Kingsman movies. This is like the founding yes. of the Kingsman. And this is supposed to star the same guy that was, I think it was supposed to star the same guy that was, uh, that brought up Eggy or Eggsy. What was his name? I think it was Eggsy. I, I don't know. I remember um, that, that taught him how to do it. But way back when, when he was an assassin, when the Kingsman started. Um, but they're saying that there's not going to be, if, there's not going to be gadgets or there's going to be very few gadgets. Yeah. So they, so they said, um, so if you click on the link, go through in the show notes, um, they basically go through where they had two choices to make or, or one choice to make between two options. And they basically felt like, they could either a make all kinds of gadgets that are kind of appropriate to that time period or accept that at that point in time, they were lucky if an umbrella would work. Yeah. And so they decided to be more realistic and say, at this point, there's no budget for a big research arm that's just creating gadgets. And so they just don't have it. But the reason why I thought it was worth pointing out is number one, I know a lot of people uh, love Kingsman. I love Kingsman. Yeah. I'm a huge fan. But it's like, is James Bond James Bond without gadgets? I guess we'll see, huh? Yeah, I guess we'll see. Like, will people still love it? They'll they'll have a couple, a couple like not so fancy gadgets. Yeah. Um, but yeah, did it, uh, did James Bond in Goldeneye have a lot of gadgets? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. It's been so long since I've seen Goldeneye. Yeah. Pierce Brosnan, Golden or James Bond. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember that many gadgets, but yeah. So I'm, I'm interested in seeing uh, what's going to happen with the, uh, the no gadgets. If they're going to, I'm also interested in seeing what happens after this movie's done. Are they going to continue this, this universe? Because, because they like blew everything up. Yeah. I was like, I'm all about it, but where do they go? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, to me, it, it would be a good, uh, if they go back to the modern time, and then go into a 12 episode Netflix style style series where you see them rebuilding. They better bring back the Swedish princess because (laughs) that was the best part of the first. I don't know if you remember that part. No. So the first Kingsman at the very end, when he's trying to save everybody from Mm -hmm. whatever is happening, he is looking for somebody in one of the prison cells and finds the princess that was captured. Okay. And um, he's like getting ready to run away. He's like, if you save me, we can do it in the ass. And he's like, I'll be right back. <laughs> and he goes to like grab champagne and stuff and go back. So I thought that was really funny. Like just, yeah. Yeah. Cause that type of thing in any of the other James Bond stuff was always innuendo. Yeah. That wasn't innuendo. Yeah, that was that just was, like, we're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really funny that they were just that forward with it. Um, and I guess you could say it's a secret link of the day. It's not so secret cause we're going to talk about it, but yeah. I really just had to say that this thing exists. This is one of those things as, I'm not kidding. It exists. It exists. Now that's what I call sea shanties. Volume one is a thing that you can get and you can go straight to Amazon and our show notes and buy it. Go straight to the link to buy all your yeah. favorite sea shanties. If you have Amazon songs. Unlimited, I guess you can just uh, listen to it. <laughs> what, what, I, what I think I love most about sea shanties is the fact that this is only volume one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> This is implying that there will eventually be volume two. I might have to see if now that's what I call sea shanties is on Spotify. So the next time we play Seafall, we can have 
sea shanties playing in the yeah. background. <laughs> um, so that's all the news we have. We did have one more thing to talk about. I don't know if you wanted to, though. Uh, do you want to talk about the Amaranth thing? Yeah, we can talk about it. Okay. So if you guys don't know what happened, Amaranth is a Twitch streamer. Um, I've seen a few of her Twitch streams, and she's not... I guess I don't want to label anybody or try and put a, you know, a stereotype, but there is a stereotype that people imagine when they go to Twitch and that's the Twitch thoughts, the ones that just shake their ass or they try to get just as close to implied nude as they can be without breaking the terms of service. Yeah. And, uh, that's how they, that's how they earn their and money. Americans are terrified of, uh, the devil's nipples. Yes. So, yeah. Um, I, I don't recall, I've only seen a few, but I've, I don't recall Amaranth ever doing something like that. She did have a wardrobe malfunction recently on accident. It, it was definitely not on purpose. I watched the clip um, where, you know, something just slipped out. So she got banned uh, and then she was reinstated. So I don't know how the ban works because ban to me just means that you can't ever use it again. But then they remove the ban. So well, then it's not a ban. It's but a suspension. For Twitch, yeah, it is. I think a suspension is. No, but but they, that's what's weird about it. They called it a ban. Well, because I usually see it called a 3D ban or... Um, they have suspensions and they have bans on Twitch, which is what's weird. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I see it all the time on Twitch. Three, so like, three day bans. Yeah, is it like is it a perma ban or is it a temporary ban? I like, usually see another term called a lifetime ban. Yeah, and I, that's very rare. So, so I think in Twitch, all bans by default are not lifetime. Yeah, I can tell you from experience though. If you get banned on Heroes of the Storm, that is lifetime. <laughs> 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 I still don't have that account back yet. Um, but yeah, so Amaranth went to TwitchCon as well she would because she's a Twitch streamer and she's got you know several thousand yeah. followers. And the article that we read was from Game Rant and it said Amaranth asked to leave TwitchCon. Uh, and they were trying to what seemed like imply because of some other terms of service breach that she did. Yeah. When really all it was was the panel she was going to was full and they didn't have seating and it was against fire code for her to just stand there. So they asked her to leave, which by law they have to do. Yes. It just, this is the type of clickbait. I guess if that's what you want to call it, clickbait that drives me crazy. I, I mean, I feel like they just wanted an opportunity to include an image of Amaranth. Yes. And which she is hot. So. It's a recycled image too. They've done another article on her yeah. previously with the exact same image in the exact same location, like on the web page, yeah. it's in the same spot. And this, this also brings up the other thing is uh live stream fail is a, a subreddit and they're yeah. trying to take credit for, or it seems like they're trying to take credit for getting her kicked out of and, this panel. And they're kind of like incels, right? They like, are. And like, I, I don't know that they are incels or just, they have a lot of incels. Like, yeah. I don't know what the difference is, um, but if we have anybody that's, you know, a very frequent, um, viewer or participator in live stream fail, you probably won't like me because stop. It's, it's bullshit. Yeah. Just like, because your sex life or you can't do what you want, you have I, to take I, it out on somebody. No, that's just yeah. Stupid. I mean, I, I grew up in Vegas. I'm pro nudity. I don't see anything wrong with the human body. And I don't really appreciate people that are trying to tear down like sexy women because they're sexy or because they're not, I don't know. Cause these people like this girl, she does ASMR stuff. Yes. Right. And, um, I might think that stuff is boring, but there is lots of people who like ASMR stuff. I, I personally do for, I mean, we haven't done it in a while, but, um, the girlfriend and I, 
for months would watch soap cutting videos because I like that sound. It's yeah, just how I, it is. Yeah. Uh, I think we stopped watching it once because there was sand cutting too. And <laughs> she can't stand that sound. So I was like, they, they just happened to, you know, meld into one <laughs> video and she's like, Nope, we're turning it off. But yeah, so this, this bullshit article from game rant, I just, it doesn't make me happy. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. They, they all want to profit off of the drama of the misery of these people's lives. And yeah. And it, it was, it was false drama really. I mean, yeah. yeah, it sucks that she didn't get to stay for what she wanted to, but that's not drama. That's just, Hey, you can't leave. Cause we don't have seats. Anybody who has gone to a big convention has reached a point where the room is just, yeah, you know, that's it. Now, poor conventions will let you just jam in there until you die, but um, good conventions, they'll, they'll block you out. I thought you said porn conventions, and I was like, that's some innuendo right there. You just jam it in there until they tell you to stop. I don't know. But, yeah. It, I mean, and I have um, very vocal views about some other Twitch streamers that I'm not fond of, but Amaranth is not one of them. So, I guess if you want to help her out, just go watch her. I mean, that's all you need to do. If you want to help her out, just go watch her Twitch stream every now and then. It's Amaranth. You can Google it. Stuff if you're like lucky, her. you she might have another <laughs> She fail. might have a function. <laughs> and if you're from live stream fail, you could probably go report her because that's what you guys do. Dumb, dumb. If if you do that, then you have less wardrobe malfunction. So that's yeah. it's idiotic. I don't even understand. It, it just seems backwards. Like the, these guys, are like a lot of people of what, seem to frequent this subreddit are incels. There's someone who wants to have sex with somebody, but can't. So you're going to report somebody for nudity, something you want. Somebody I knew, like kind of like slut shame somebody. And I was like, look, this is why I don't ever slut shame anybody because I might want to have sex with that person (laughs) or, or somebody that I know that I want to have sex with. They might see me slut shame somebody else, and then they're like, "Oh, well, then I don't want to." That guy's a dickhead. Don't don't do that. Even if they're just like, "Oh, maybe they get ashamed of of wanting sex," and it's like, so then they don't want sex with you because they don't want to be like embarrassed about it. Yep. And then he ended up having amazing, great, fantastic sex, and he (laughs) and he told me he was like, "You know what? Like, she started saying stuff, and I was like, I'm totally cool with it." (laughs) And then things were good, and I was like, "That's how it works. Like, you're you're a cool guy, and then they're cool with you." It's funny you you bring that up before we end the the, the news segment. There was something that it just it was funny. So when I was growing up, people always wanted that to have the virgin, like they wanted to be you know that first person yeah. saying, "I would never want that." That just seems like it's going to be boring. Like they're not experienced; they don't know what they're doing. Yeah it's it's never it's never better with someone with less experience. Yes, just in my in my experience, in my, in my experience, it's never been better. Uh, so yeah, that's the uh, that's the end of the news that we got. Uh, we're going to move right in. You should uh, it should only be like a half a second brief yeah. pause before you start hearing us talk again about the history of Zelda. And I think that one starts with a link to the past. So if you're a fan of the Super Nintendo Link to the Past game. That's probably the, one of the best ones. Um, and you want to hear my opinion on the, the best one. Majora's Mask sucks. I'm just kidding. I haven't I haven't played that one all the way through yet. I just like to say that to make Kayla mad. Um, but yeah, Link to the Past is on the next one. That's where we start. And uh, we'll see you guys later. All right. Isn't Bing Bong one of those things in... Inside was? Out? Yeah, that's what I was trying to think of. Yes. Inside Out. Hey, um, it's part two. We're yeah. back. 
And I know I said I'm the self-proclaimed, well, we are the self-proclaimed experts of Zelda history. And I kind of made myself look stupid in the last one because I forgot stuff. But, you know, when cameras and, and microphones get on you, it just happens. But this time, I'm not going to forget stuff. I'm in my element in this one, too, because this is my favorite game. Uh, <laughs> so we last left off at the um, Ocarina of Time and, you know, uh, what happens, not your, not your choice, but what happens at the end. So in this timeline, we are going with if you fought Ganon and Nintendo said that you were defeated. So you like got frustrated and you stopped playing. <laughs> because even though you can beat the game and you win, Nintendo says you still lost. Yeah. And that's how we got to where we are. Right. Uh, so the next thing that happens is uh, the imprisoning war. And the imprisoning war takes place um, with a band of evil thieves that managed to escape the sacred realm. The sacred realm is where all the sages live. And actually, in this instance, what we're going to get into next is the, uh, the a link to the past, which is my favorite Zelda. Uh, the sacred realm is where actually one of the Triforce pieces lives, I believe, because you have to get the seven, seven sages and then the seven sages use their power to summon the Triforce of Courage to give it to you. Yes. So this is starting the lead up to the um, the concepts that Link is a knight and Ganon is a king of thieves. Yes. Um, what we failed to mention last time, uh, in Ocarina of Time, um, the, Ganon has influenced the Gerudo tribe, the thief tribe. Yeah. Gerudos are, are the, the, the thief tribe. And he is the king of thieves in that one. And then goes from there so that was one of the races i did want to mention that we just forgot um but in in that instance of that game ganon is a gerudo and there's a little bit of uh there's a little bit of understanding why ganon uh is he ganon ganondorf which which is which depends on his form (laughs) okay so most of the time just go with whatever you want to say and no one's going to argue with you so he He's kind of envious of the wealth and the food, mm-hmm. the the lush like lands of, I guess the elves, the the Hylians, because uh, the desert tribe doesn't have food. They don't have. They don't have anything. They don't they have, have anything. sand. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> um, it's it's it does kind of give you maybe a little bit of understanding why maybe they feel like you know history has been unfair to them. It could have been too. And what's funny is Ocarina of Time. Uh, you can go see the Gerudo tribe right at the beginning of the game, but mm-hmm. you can't do anything because one piece of the bridge is broken and you can't go around it. <laughs> and it drove me crazy the first time because it's like, they're right there. I can see them. They're looking at me. And they're like, no, bridge has to be fixed before you come talk to us, buddy. Uh, but so this one, we are at the Imprisoning War in, in uh, Link to the Past. So yeah. in Link to the Past, the Imprisoning War is a band of um, mages escaped to the Sacred Realm. And then they come back and they imprison um, the knights. They are, it's kind of like some kind of mind control. Uh, they turn basically all the knights of Hyrule against well, well, everybody. So, uh, and that's why you get the orange, not the orange, sorry, the green and the red knights yeah. that you're fighting. Th- those are the what used to be the knights of Hyrule, but they're knights of uh, well, in this one, Agonim. evil, evil, the Knights of Evil. <laughs> so a link to the past has been described as possibly one of the best games of all time. Yes. I, I know Kayla might not agree, but <laughs> it's sold over 4 million copies. 
This is a well-loved game. And that intro, back then, when you first are playing and your uncle like wakes you up and it's like raining and it's it, so it, good. It's, it's so it's good. Like, it's like one of the first uh it, well, I won't say it's the first so I don't get in trouble with the internet saying that I'm wrong. Yeah. But to me it was one of my first like in-game cutscenes cuz that's kind of what it was. Yeah. It was it was a cutscene that you couldn't really play, yeah. right? It's just dialogue yep. and yeah. Um so what's weird is I don't think they ever mentioned what happened to Link's parents in this game. You just know he has an uncle and that both Link and his uncle are knights of Hyrule, too. He's Anakin Linkwalker. <laughs> Anakin Linkwalker. <laughs> they are the last two knights in existence that aren't um, affected by what Aghanim, the evil wizard in this game, did. Uh, the mind control thing. So Aghanim's whole thing is he wants to bring Ganon back. Ganon, was Wait, it? Well, so... Ganondorf. You, it is Ganondorf when yes. he's not in beast form. But you didn't mention the fact that after Ganondorf is successful... The sages have actually sealed him away at this point. Yes. So that's leading up to why the mages are like, yeah, I want to bring this guy back. Yeah. Because he's he's sealed away. Even though Link himself is defeated, mm -hmm. the sages have sealed Ganon away into the sacred realm. The sacred realm yeah. So that hopefully they can mitigate any other damage that he's causing. Because he definitely does a lot at least according to all of the Historia. Yeah. He does a lot when he is victorious. But then the sages are like, nah, you're going to go in the sacred realm and you're not going to do shit over here. But that didn't stop him from corrupting the knights or whatever. Right. Yeah. Well, because so I think if I if I know correctly, because it's been a long I mean, it's been a long time I played it since I played it, but I played it so many times. It's it's not Ganon who actually corrupts the knights. It's Aghanim who is trying to get Ganon out of the sacred realm. OK. Who's using his magic to do all this stuff. And, and do we know the motivation of Agamemnon? Aghanim is just an evil bad guy. Okay. Um, I don't know if he actually has um, any reasons to why. I think he just wants to show how mighty his magic is because he's a he's a mage. Okay. And that's he's like, oh, I'm I'm good. Um, but Aghanim also did start off as a chief advisor to the throne too, so he betrayed Hyrule because it seems like that's what. Uh, now, now where's Zelda at this point? Zealous, um, uh, I don't, uh, he imprisons her. Yeah. Agamem. Agamem. Yeah. Agamem. So this Agamem. happens at the beginning of the game. So that's, okay. we haven't gotten there yet. That's why yeah. I was confused. So at the beginning of the game, you were talking about the cutscene. Yeah. With your uncle and it's raining. There's thunder. There's mm -hmm. all this stuff. Um, you have a telepathic link to, uh, Zelda, which is weird because it's you and your uncle both have that link. So she's yeah. calling out to people and you and your uncle are the ones that get the response. Uh, your uncle wakes you up and then you follow your uncle to the Hyrule castle to the secret passage underneath the bush that everybody knows. It's not a secret. <laughs> everybody knows that bush is there. Uh, and I love it too. Every time you hit that bush, you get the, I found a secret sound. <laughs> um, and then you follow your uncle into the, the dark dungeon of this to uh, find that he is immediately slain. So he's kind of a useless knight because he didn't do anything. Um, and then you pick up your uncle's sword and that's where you take, you know, that's where the game starts you basically. Um, man, I want to play it again. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, this is where, uh, I don't want to say his name wrong. We were talking about it earlier. Sahasrala, um, is another, I believe is an advisor to, um, to Zelda herself. Um, Aghanim at this point has captured, um, the, 
seven seven sages already, and I believe they captured the the ones that have the pendants. And uh, Zelda was, you know, one of the last ones to get captured. And Sahasrala is saying, "Hey, you need to uh, you need to take care of this. Um, we're kind of screwed here. Can you come help us?" And Sahasrala is doing this telepathically because apparently everybody in this game has telepathic mind powers to talk to each other. They're elves. Yeah. Uh, and so that's where you start. Um, and this one, you have to, this is one of my most favorite ones. Um, well, I already said it was my most favorite game of this one, but because you have so much to do in this game and you don't start off by going, Oh, I'm going to go to the dark world and just end it there before you even are allowed to go to the dark world. You have to prove yourself by picking up the pendant of, I believe it's virtue, strength and courage. I believe it was the three pendants. Uh, once you have the three pendants, then you may pull the sword from the stone, the master sword from its yep. its pillar. And again, another interesting, like I guess you want to say, in game cutscene. Uh, that whole scene is permanently cemented into my head from when you walk into this the lost forest. Everything's dim. Animals are jumping mm-hmm, to the mm-hmm. sides as you walk forward. The music is starting to quiet and then you put your hand on the master sword and then everything just culminates right there and you pull the master sword out. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> I love it. Um, I did want to point out one thing in this one. So the pendant of power, um, that's what it was. Pendant of power, pendant of virtue. And then what was the other one? I cannot remember it. I think I'm pretty sure it was the pendant of courage, but I may be wrong. Uh, the pendant of power is the one that's in the dark. Uh, the, I'm sorry. The, um, the mountain, death mountain. And it's probably one of the most aggravating bosses in all of Link to the Past. He's not even that hard. He's just aggravating. Because that's the one where there's holes in the ground. And it's the little worm that moves really quickly. And he hits you and he doesn't do that much damage. But what he does do is he bumps you off and makes you fall to a floor below. If you fall to the floor below, you have to start that boss fight over. So all mm-hmm. his basically all his health yep. comes back and you have to go back and do it again. And if you're not familiar with that and you get knocked off the first time and then the second time, then the third time, Ouch. you're ready to throw something. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what happens here now, um, you get your pendants, you uh, pull the master sword and then Sahasrala tells you, um, OK, you need to go to the dark world now because that's where shit's going down. Uh, the seven sages are being held in the dark world uh, to get your Triforce piece or Triforce, depending on how you want to use the grammar of it. <laughs> to get your piece of the Triforce, you need to release all seven sages. Zelda being one of them. Um, you have to go to the Dark World to do so. Uh, when you arrive at the Dark World for the first time, you see Ganon. Uh, he has, I guess, two forms in this version, because when you first see him in the Dark World, he's a bat. Because he's okay. a bat who breaks through this big, the big temple, and that's where you fall to fight him at. If you fall into that hole before you're ready, you are fucked because you have to fight him right there. And if you don't have the items you need to fight him, you're just dead. So you find that out very quickly when you fall in that hole and you lose. You're like, what happened? Because you- so, so that would probably be his. I, I thought at that point you're a bunny rabbit. Yeah. Okay. So when you go to the dark world, you do you do turn into a bunny rabbit. And so his true form must be a bat. His true, not his true form, his true nature. His yeah. true nature is a bat. Kind of. Yes. Because it kind of makes sense. Yeah. That he that yeah. he wouldn't be Ganon as his true nature. His, yeah. his true nature's you know. And then when he releases his 
full power form, I guess. I guess where he becomes himself, just like Link yeah. becomes himself yeah. in the Dark World um, with the Moon Portal. It is the Moon Portal. I was going to say it's the Magic Mirror. It's not. The Magic Mirror is the thing that takes you back to the beginning. Back of and forth. The dungeon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the dungeon too. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Which is helpful because sometimes you need to go back to the beginning. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the moon pearl, holding the moon pearl is what prevents you from turning into the bunny. And I don't think you know this until you go to the dark world for the first time. I don't even think you can get the moon pearl until you have been. You have to be a bunny. You have yeah, to be a bunny to get yes. it. <laughs> and let me point out, being a bunny in this game means you can't wield anything. You can't swing your sword. You can't use your arrows. You, you can pick up objects. That's all you can do. They don't subject you to it for very long. It's not very long. But just enough for you to be frustrated. <laughs> You're like, oh, I can't kill anything here. Um, so then from here, you go to the Seven Sages. And again, in this one, the Water Temple is just as bad. But this is my favorite boss in all of Link to the Past. So the Water Temple boss, which is the second crystal, I believe, is the one where you have to use your hookshot and pull the bubbles off. And you pull out the bubbles off the big floating eyeball mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and yep, um, yep. you would hit the bubbles and break them down. And then once all the eyeballs are down, then the eyeball itself gets mad and starts jumping around and you got to chase it around all this water and stuff. Well, so the graphics aren't the best at this point. So there does take some like abstraction of what you're actually seeing. Yeah. They really like to make us fight water bosses with the hook shot. Just want to like yeah. point that out because yeah. in There's Ocarina of Time... <laughs> You also have to use the hook shot to pull a thing out of the water like noodle guy yeah. and attack it. Yep. Um, I, From what I'm also reading, and um, if I remember correctly, this is also the first game that has a magic meter in it for, for Zelda. Um, as far as order of release? Yes. Yeah. As far as order, not in the history, but Zelda in the order of release. Zelda 2 had spells and magic. But did they have a meter? I don't remember if they had a meter. I think you could use them. I'm pretty remember. sure Zelda 2 I think it did have is, a meter, is what introduced the yeah. concept of spells and mana yeah. meters and stuff. Yeah. Um, in this one, you have the magic meter and you have five, I believe, five items that use it. There might be a, another one if I can't remember it. You have the ice rod, the fire rod, and then the three medallions that just literally blow up anything on the screen. Um, which is interesting because... Almost all that, like I was saying earlier, the, all the spells are named after the goddesses, except for these ones. I wanted to point that one out. Bombos, Ether, and Quake are the three medallions you get, and they're optional. You do not have to get these items in this game to beat the game, because you never even use those to fight Ganon at all. Um, these are just, there's so much stuff on the screen, I want to kill everything, and you can just use it if you want. Ether, um, I used all the time playing this game because what it would do is freeze all the bad guys on the screen. And there's a, Zelda always has these secret Easter eggs or secret things that you can do. Um, If you hit a frozen enemy with a hammer, they would always 100% of the time drop a magic bottle for you to refill your magic. Hmm. So if you needed to get magic back, you would freeze somebody, hit them with a hammer, boom, magic back. That's how you would do it. Um. Man, there's so many good bosses in this one, too. I just keep thinking of them. This one also has the spider with the metal face that you have to use the hammer to literally crack his <laughs> his armor off. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, Zelda one really introduced like for the top down games. Mm-hmm. It was like the one that introduced uh, the bosses like this. But Link to the Past like refined it. Yeah, like, these were these were really good. I believe um, that same spider battles. boss was in Legend of Zelda as well. The first one. 
I think I remember something, you know, it, Nintendo. If old. it wasn't the same, it might have been a very similar yeah, boss. A they, very they, similar boss. Legend of Zelda likes the spider bosses, yeah. too. They really do. <laughs> um, this is also in the order release. The first time we get a light world and dark world type thing, which yep. uh, is a recurring world. Yeah, is a recurring theme from here on out because of our branching timelines. There's also branching worlds and different yep. worlds. So once you're done with this, uh, you move on to the next game, which is Link's Awakening. Now, how did uh, how did Link to the Past end? Link to the Past end by you defeating Ganon with um, the. I wanted to point out very specifically the golden arrow. Was it silver arrow or golden arrow? Is the special arrow? The special. No, I'm sorry. Arrow. Uh, fuck, was it the light arrow? I forget what it was now. I have to. Um, but but that's fine. It was. A- it was a special arrow that you could only get during that fight. And that was all the game. It, it was, yeah. You couldn't defeat him without that arrow. You could, because uh, that was what broke him out of. So you would light the two, uh, uh, what are they called? Braziers, I guess. that's You'd light the two know. little flame things, which would show him. And then he would be blue. And to break him out of the blue mm-hmm. thing to actually do any damage to him, you had to hit him with that arrow. But I, I just think that people care more about a little bit uh like okay, so at the end, Zelda's queen, um, Link's Link, with- Link wishes on the Triforce. Okay, for things to not suck. A <laughs> <laughs> right, common theme. Does he get his uncle back? Yes, yes, he does. There you go. All right, uh, the uncle comes back. Um, I think anybody that had died because of the Dark World split comes back. Okay, um, so everybody's happy except for Ganon. Ganon is dead, trapped, what? Sealed. Sealed. Okay. And now we move on to Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening, which I have not played very much of this because, like I said, I did not have a Game Boy that was mine. I had a Game Boy that I was borrowing. Some of us are going to get to play this now. (gasps) Shush. Because some of us (laughs) actually have a Switch. Yes. And this was what I wanted to do with the Zelda episode four because Link's Awakening was just remastered and remade on uh, the Switch. And it is killing it the market. It looks really right now. cute and it's doing really well. It's doing very well. Okay. Um, very, I might check it out. Very big success. Since I have a Switch, unlike James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rub it in. <laughs> um, so let me get you to where, where, where we're at right now. So Link, who has defeated the evil Ganon uh, and has regained peace in Hyrule, had not enjoyed the tranquility he had worked so hard to uh, achieve for long and eventually just became restless. So he goes to awaken himself. The <laughs> Link's awakening. All right. Um, no, he's uh, he needs some enlightenment, so he embarks on a journey, sails across some oceans on a small so boat. Same link. Same link. This okay. one's actually, again, it's not necessarily a direct sequel, but it is. It's weird because of the order of these games came out. Yeah. This one actually is the same link. Okay, but so he's still a knight. Yes, he's still a knight. And he's bored and he wants to go be a better knight. Um, and because of plot devices, while he's sailing in this small ship to go look for enlightenment, a lightning bolt hits a small bolt and it breaks. And now he's washed up on some island shore. Okay. And that's where you begin with Link's Awakening. Um, Link's Awakening was on the Game Boy. Um, and it came out 1993. Actually, I apologize. I wanted to say when. Um, Link to the Past came out. Link to the Past came out in 1992 in America 
1991 in Japan, 1992 in everywhere else. Um, this one came out in 1993 on the Game Boy. Did you play Link's Awakening at all? Or No, this will be my first run through okay. with the Switch. I'm really excited about it. So this one has some stuff that happens. I told you, like I said, I haven't played this one much either. So I right. don't know very much of this one. I do know that this one has some crazy magic in it because you get uh, a frog song spell. Okay. And it's just, it's just cool stuff. Um, is this the first game of, with songs? No. Is, is there an owl in previous titles? I don't know if because there is. Because he's the first definitely owl. here in the Historia. We also have Malin and Talon. And I think this is probably their first appearance. Yep. Malin and Talon's first appearance. Uh, what's the owl's name? It just says the owl. Kapora Gabora is his name in Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. I think they might. I'm not. Don't quote me on it, but I think they might have given him a name in this remaster. I'm not sure, though. It kind of makes sense to give him the same name. I mean, owl. Right. And he is typically the owl that like guides Link, at least again, in those two specific games. He's always that same owl. He shows up. And there's the whole sequence that uh, a lot of people kind of make memes about or make fun of where it's have you did you understand or did you not understand what I said and would like to hear it again? Like it it makes it sound confusing. He's just saying, do you want me to repeat what I said? Mm -hmm. But they decided for some reason to put the default on. Yes, I would like to hear you (laughs) say that whole thing again. (laughs) And so if you're angrily madly yeah. pressing the a button or whatever button to get through it that's what I people do. would accidentally do that and there's no way to make it go faster and skip his speech <laughs> so you'd have to sit there and listen and like go through the whole thing all over again this one has argue i mean there's some weird shit that happens in a lot of the zelda games but to me this one has some of the weirdest stuff that happens so this one's got an owl you meet um the owl is your guiding force i guess okay um tells you that uh on high on the mountaintops of the island you landed on is koholint okay i think that's how you pronounce it koholint uh there's a giant egg and inside it sleeps the wind fish okay <laughs> it's just that's what it is it's the wind fish and in this game the wind fish is the all-powerful being like your goddess hylia and stuff yeah the wind fish is that to this game okay um you meet Marin and Taryn. Uh, Marin, when you first hear her, you think it's Zelda. And that's when you wake up on the shore and find out it's Marin. Uh, you have lost your sword and shield when you uh, when you hit the shore. And Marin gives you your sword back. Taryn gives you your shield back. Okay. So you can go dungeoneering again. So you continue to do this to try and get to the uh, windfish's egg. And in this one, so I'd like to point out, since you guys are probably planning on playing it, if they did remaster it the way that the game was, they have an ending and a perfect ending in this one. So okay. you can get two oh, different endings. Oh, okay. Uh, the perfect ending is if Link completes his quest without dying. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> an additional scene can be seen in the after credits. Both versions of the game show Marin as a seagull or just having seagull wings. While the Ballad of the Windfish theme plays in the background. This might hint that Marin has become has had her wish come true and was saved from fading into the dream world, which, by the way, I forgot to mention that this is very important. 
this island that he's on is a dream world. So he's either asleep or dead. It's one of the two. Okay. Um, so this is, this is lost. And, uh, yes. Yeah. (laughs) This version of link, no matter which one you're looking at is the most brutal version of link that exists because at the end of this game, the dream world is destroyed. That entire Island is gone. Okay. Because it no longer needs to exist because link got what he needed from it. So he wakes up. He got his enlightenment. So he destroys an entire island. So Island Killer Link is what happens. Island Killer. So, so with that logic, every time I go to sleep and I have a dream, and then what? You were destroying islands, Richard. All right. Uh, but yeah, no, he really does. At the end of this game, the island disappears and he, uh, he takes out the entire island. Uh, supposedly, everybody has their happy ending in this one, if you get the perfect ending. Okay. Uh, and everything's all well and good. And then we go into... The next two next games, game. all right, two games actually, oh. which were supposed to be three, but for reasons they couldn't do it. So this leads to the next game, um, Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons. So that's two games. That's two yes. different games. Okay. Um, they were trying to make a third game, and because of the difficulty it took, uh, doing this game. Uh, the way they wanted to do it, they just couldn't do a third game. Uh, what they wanted to do was Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons at the end has a code that if you take this code and put it into the next game, um, depending on which one you play first, because you can play either first, like Pokemon kind of, it changes your, your, your game. Yeah. So if you put this code in, um, you get a different game, basically. And after the second game, you know, when they f- got it, the third one, they were just like, we can't, we can't do this. I don't, they didn't know how to program in two different codes to get more story or not have story based on one code or two codes. So they were just like, we're just going to leave it at two games because it's ridiculous. I mean, it used to be that they really, really had a limit on the amount of game they could pack into these discs and things. Right. So, yeah. and this is a, like a Game Boy game, Game Boy yeah. Color. So, you know, we don't even have the capability of, of the consoles at the time. It's even smaller than that. Um, This was supposed to be three games because of the three goddesses. That's what they were intending. Because I believe in these two, you you do meet or see reincarnations or versions of the goddesses. Din and Nehru. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd never meet Ferrari. I think you don't meet Ferrari. Um, I don't believe so. But the can't. So this one, we have Oracle of Ages, Oracle of Seasons came out in the Game Boy Color in 2001. The canceled third game was intended to be called the Mystical Seed of Courage, which detracts from the other two games that had a similar name scheme. And this one just came out of left field. So you have the Oracle of Ages, the Oracle of Seasons and the Mystical Seed of Courage. So I don't know why they had to be different on that one, but they were. Um. Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons were a released at the same time. Ish. So kind of, I think they were released at the same time. Uh, You've got the timeline. Yeah, I know. I'm making sure. <laughs> so May 30th, 2013, May 30th, 2013. So, yes. so this is, they were released at the same time. Very inspired by like Pokemon blue, blue Pokemon yeah. red. Um, and it, it had game linking just like Pokemon has. Yeah. Um, this game, Oracle of Ages, we're talking about Oracle yeah. of Ages now, uh, centered around what the game was supposed to be, Nehru, the Oracle of Ages, which, if you guys remember, Nehru is the Oracle of 
oh god i'm gonna say it wrong in a wisdom yes yes nehru is the god of wisdom i had to second guess myself on that one and nehru's love is a spell you get later on in, in another game actually did we talk you about had it, it? well we did it, talk about it yes so you get it in ocarina of time you get so chronologically later on you get it (laughs) through the story you would you've already had this power yeah um they were intending to send the game boy color out with a bang on this one because this was the last one they intended to make a a game for a a zelda game for on well i think any game for on the game boy color this is one of the last ones that came out before we moved to the ds or not, I'm sorry, not the DS, the Game Boy Advance, which was Game Boy Color, but better. Game Boy Advance kicked ass. That was one of the best portables for a long time. So it's funny. I actually have, still have my Game Boy Advance, actual Game Boy Advance. Most people, the Advance came out and then the SP came out. And most people that I knew at least mm-hmm. got the SP, which was the foldable one. But the standard Game Boy Advance, the first one that came out, was more like just the bottom part of a DS without the, it didn't have the the flipping screen, but it's just that bottom piece. Okay. So I'm going to give you a very quick brief rundown of this game story. And there's going to be some names we told you that are always there. (laughs) So link having been sent from Hyrule to Labrina, I think that's Labrina by the power of the Triforce awoke in Labrina, almost immediately stumbling upon Impa. Impa's there. Who was besieged by a group of Octoroks, one of my favorite dumb bad guys in all of this. <laughs> They're so dumb. They just move around in little circles and then they shoot little balls of death. I don't know what they are. Rocks in four different directions and then move again. Uh, unknown to Link, Impa had fallen into the clutches of the evil sorceress of shadows, Varen. This allowed her to trick Link into moving in a, a sacred barrier, into moving a sacred barrier, which obstructed her goal to possess the Oracle of Ages, Nehru. In full view of Link, and neighbor's bodyguard, Ralph, uh, very quickly possessed. <laughs> yeah, Ralph. Ralph. That's a very exotic, <laughs> remote name. Ralph. Uh, very quickly possessed Nehru and began to utilize her newfound power of controlling time, traveling to the past and beginning the, her plan to bring untold sorrow to the world. Meeting with Labrina's guardian, the Maku tree, so another tree. Trees are also very important. Uh, Link learned that to defeat Varen, he would need the essence of time, the essences of time, sorry. Um, however, the essences, as their name suggests, were hidden throughout time, making them very hard for one person to obtain. By taking up the Harp of Ages, there's always musical instruments in these games. Just always. The Harp of Ages in Nehru's house, Link was able to traverse time and search for the essences throughout Labrina, all the while correcting the damage bearing the cost of the land, such as Symmetry Village. Man, we got some cool names. Symmetry Village is a place you can go to. Uh, more than halfway into his journey, Link finally got a chance to rescue Nehru from Varen's clutches at Ambi's palace. However, as soon as he did, Varen possessed Queen Ambi. Using her new authority, Varen was almost successful in capturing Nehru, Link, and Ralph. <laughs> Sorry. But at the last second, Nehru used her power to return them all to the present. Gathering the last of the instances, Link prepared for the final showdown with Varen. But before he could go, I'm sorry, Ralph ran off before him. <laughs> this is killing me. Uh, so that the, the he might stay Ambi, uh, even knowing that with Ambi as his ancestor, her death would mean his. Uh, Varen proved too powerful for Ralph, knocking him out instead of killing him before moving on to fight Link. After freeing Ambi from the powerful battle that followed, Link was able to best Varen once and for all. 
Varen laughed as she died, saying that her goal had been completed. The flame of sorrow lit. As Link, Nehru, and Ralph returned to their own time, the mysterious pair laughed, saying that the true evil had yet to arrive. And so that's the Oracle of Ages. Spooky. And you can play that in either order? I think you can. Yeah, because you can buy each game separately. You don't yeah. have to have one to play the other. Also, I did just find in my lovely Hyrule Historia that uh, Ferrari is in the game, in fact. Oh, okay. She lives in the Maku tree. I wonder if she is. The, does she live in it or is she the Maku tree? Because you know says how, she lives in it. <laughs> so you know how the goddesses are right. sometimes. <laughs> no, she she makes her home in a hole in the Maku tree. And she is the Oracle of Secrets, where the other ones have their... Yeah, Oracle of Ages, Oracle, Oracle, of, Ages, Oracle uh, of Seasons. Seasons and Oracle of Secrets. Um, let me jump into the story of the Oracle um, of Seasons. So it, it starts the same way with Oracle of Ages, Link riding on a horse. Uh, with Link riding on a horse. Spying on a castle on the horizon, he goes inside and is sent by the Triforce to help a land being ravaged by the roof, roof of God. Sorry, ruthless general general Onox. I think it's Onox, O N O X, Onyx, Onox. I don't know. Um, Link is teleported to the land of Holodrum, and after being a and after a bit of exploring, discovers a traveling troop. After hanging around and dancing with the troop's main attraction, Din the dancer. This is one of your dancing games that you were talking about. Din in this version is the dancer. Uh, the sky becomes dark, and General Onox strikes in, in the. In the ensuing chaos, Din, revealed to, the, revealed to be the Oracle of Seasons, gets kidnapped, taken to Onox's mountain fortress, and imprisoned inside a crystal. As a result, the Temple of Seasons falls into the earth, and the seasons of the land begin to become erratic. Link embarks on a quest to save Din and restore order. The young hero learns from the Maku tree, um, probably from Ferrari, uh, that in order to penetrate to the center of Onox's fortress, he needs to collect the eight essences of nature. So recurring themes because we always have we have to have recurring themes in these games. It makes them fun. Well, that's what makes it a Zelda game and yeah. not just it, random just elf a game. game. <laughs> uh, while in the process of visiting the dungeons, Link spies a shady character moving into the weeds. He sneaks by and all right, we're going a little deep in what's going to happen. So, so we so far we've been summarizing the game so that yeah. people don't have to listen. Well, to Well, I'm that. only summarizing <laughs> this because I haven't played them. I, you, the, wait. The games you have played, you've been summarizing. Yeah. This game, you're actually going at the game that you haven't played is the one that you're giving the most information about. Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm defending <laughs> our listeners. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, I'll read the last bit. After yes. finishing the last of the dungeons and destroying Onox and his dragon alter ego, which if you would have let me finish, there's a dragon. <laughs> All right. I'm just kidding. Uh, is released and the seasons become regular once again. However, the adventure is far from over. The flame of sorrow is already lit by the destruction Onox caused. Observing Link from afar, a mysterious pair laughs, saying that the true evil had yet to arrive. But we never get to experience the, the true evil. The adventure carries on in a linked game of Oracle of Ages. So this is where that game link comes in I was telling you about. If you have the code, if you beat one of the ones, yeah. you can go back into the other one and get more content. And, and, and is that content really there? Yeah. Yes. So they, they did the linked game thing, but okay. there was supposed to be a third game with more linked content. So when you put in the code, when you start your game from the, you know, you beat the other one, 
does it end with it saying there's still more true evil? No. So when you play your linked game, yeah, this is where some more stuff comes in. And this is where it becomes again, a, a more Zelda like game because in the linked game, you, you encounter twin Roba. Okay. And Ganon. So Ganon is in this game. So Ganon finally. is the true evil and you can't face him unless you beat the other game first. Yes. Awesome. It makes it fun. I like that. Yeah. It's super cool. It's, it's cool. Um, and that's the Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages and technically the mystical seed of courage since it never came out. Um, and then we uh, once once that's done, we uh, we jump into the game I am currently playing. Excuse me, which is a killer game, a link between worlds. All right. OK, so because I played this one, I will summarize it. For you. <laughs> I, I know this, one. Um, this is supposed to be like a. a I don't want to say clone. It's supposed to be inspired by uh, a link to the past. Okay. Uh, somewhat of the same events happen. So multiple worlds. There is a, a, a light world and a dark world. Yeah. But in this one, we finally get a name for the dark world. Oh, okay. The name of the dark world is... <laughs> I can't fucking say it. I love this game so much, but the fucking names are so stupid. So you are Link from the, the world of Hyrule and... If you're going to the dark world, you are now Link in the world of Low Rule. <laughs> I kid you not. The name of the world is Low Rule, and the princess in this in this instance is Princess Hilda. Yep, and it's basically Zelda with like a purple a purple haircut coloration. <laughs> because you know, the light world and dark world have to have the exact symmetry. Yeah. So, um, and this one it's got. Um, this one also has a slightly different thing with a, I guess you could say new game plus a hard mode. Uh, it's not really a new game plus cause you don't get to keep all your stuff, but does have a new game where you can put it on hard and it is unbearably hard. Um, everything That's what she said. takes twice as long for it to get for it to die, I guess. So it takes twice as many hits to kill something and you take twice as much damage. Okay. So, if you are interested in playing this game, when you get to low rule, uh, you can go to any one of, well, I think all but one of the dungeons in, uh, in any order, all but one you can go to. I suggest you go to the one that gives you the blue tunic first, the one that halves your damage, because otherwise you're going to be screwed the rest of the game because it's rough. This is only if you're playing That's on hard mode. like hard mode. Yeah. This is only if you're playing on hard mode. The regular game, uh, it took me two or three days to beat. Um, it was super easy. This one has a very interesting mechanic. Um, this one has, oh God, what's his name? Yuga. Apologies. Yuga, the wizard, came from Low Rule. Um, their Triforce is destroyed. So that's why Low Rule is the dark world. Uh, Hilda decided to destroy the, the Triforce because people were competing for it. She just got tired of it. She didn't want uh, war and chaos and stuff for the Triforce. So she destroyed it. So these are truly two complete mirror rules. Yes. Except there's not two Ganons. Wait, is there canon? <laughs> I mean, maybe it'll be like canon or something. I don't yeah. know. Um, no, so they because there's no Triforce in this one. Yeah. Uh, everything that was standard ceases to exist. Link does exist in the low rule, but it's a different version of Link, and he's not the same. So in this one. Um, I, I guess it's a spoiler. Again, if you're listening to this, you're going to run into spoilers. They're, they're um, here for the spoilers. Yeah. Ravio is um, the item seller for you. So this this is where that's different. 
When you're playing Link to the Past, you have to go through each dungeon to get the item to move on to the next dungeon. It is technically a um, a Metroidvania type game because you need to get an item in order to move forward. It's the same in Link Between Worlds, except at the very beginning of the game, you can buy all, or I'm sorry, you can rent all of the items you need for the entire game right there at the front. Um, and then once you move uh, progress through the game further uh, enough, you can buy the items. The reason I say rent and buy, um, if you rent an item from Ravio and you die, he takes all of the rented items away from you and you have to go rent them again. Okay. And you need these items specifically some of them to get through the dungeons. Uh, there's a tornado rod. There's a sand rod. You need those to complete dungeons. And if you die you, and with you and you rented them, you have to go back and get them. And they're not cheap. They're like 500 rupees to rent it. Or I think it was 1200 to buy it once you get the option. Um, Yuga is uh, another mage who has the ability to turn people into paintings. And that's what this one's about. Paintings. A lot of paintings. So when you first start you know, moving around in the world, you start seeing the Knights of Hyrule uh, paintings of them on the side of the castle, which you know, like, what the fuck? There's paintings there. Uh, Yuga has turned them all into paintings, just plastered like child's art on the side of a wall. Um, and then his, he's trying to get all the sages together, get Zelda. And then he intends to release Ganon to uh, get the Triforce because they don't have one. So releasing Ganon here and having Zelda and having Link will get the Triforce and they can have theirs back. Should have changed them into barrels. <laughs> and then like throughout the first half of the game, you're like just destroying all these barrels. <laughs> all the pots. Because that's what you do, yeah. right? You it's see the barrels pots. The pots. pots. Yeah. yeah. Like change and then finally he re- he's like, yes, like I am evil. I have transformed them all into pots and one day I'll turn them back and they will know I defeated them. And you're like, but I've been destroying them all this game. <laughs> I've destroyed every pot I've seen. They're probably dead now. Oh God. Um, but this one introduces, introduces a new mechanic that was not in Link to the Past, and it's crucial to the game. Okay. Um, you can turn into a painting. So it's called Merge. You merge into a wall and can move on it like um, there's another game, Yoshi's Yarn something, I don't know, and, okay. and Paper Mario, stuff like that, where you can move along the wall. You're a part of the wall. And um, you can use that to dodge attacks and do all this other stuff. It's crucial to the game uh, to become the painting. And what gives him that power? So I was just going to say that Ravio, the item seller, you meet him first and he says, take this stinky uh, bracelet and wear it. And you're like, I don't want this musty old thing, but he insists that you wear it. So you wear it. Um, And then wash it. Yeah. And then uh, (laughs) Yuga kidnaps uh, Zelda in this one. And right before. Oh, I'm sorry. Right before Yuga even shows up, she knows some shit's going down. Because stuff is happening. Yeah. So she meets with you immediately and gives you the pendant of courage. You don't know at that time that it's the pendant of courage, yeah. but it is. Um, and having both this stinky bracelet and the pendant of courage allows you to break uh, the curse of the painting and actually use it to become the painting okay. and merge. So that's how you get that power. And Ravio, I keep saying, is important because Ravio turns out to be low rules link. Okay. Uh, he was so scared, and which is funny because Link is the hero of courage. Yeah. In this version, he was so scared to take him on that he just became a traveling salesman and just ignored everything. And sold all, all his like. Yeah. His, his <laughs> yes. um, but in the end, uh, I don't know if I'm just a big baby nowadays. Um, yes. I probably am. Um, 
Hilda had been scheming the entire time to try and get this this back. So she's actually behind Yuga trying to get Ganondor again and, and all this stuff to happen. And um, Hilda comes to her senses and was like, I don't, I don't, what did I do wrong? Like, this was a mistake to try and get this. So she, you know, makes, she gives everything over to Link and Zelda. And she's like, we don't deserve this or whatever. So you go back to Hyrule. Your Triforce is complete. Yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And this, I want to uh, mention, is the first, I believe, is the first time ever that Link and Zelda touch the Triforce at the same time to get their wish. And their wish, of course, is to make sure Low Rule has their Triforce back and everything goes back to normal. So Low Rule is now cleansed and, I guess, once purged. again, they wish for everything to not suck. Uh- <laughs> Common theme. And then that's the end of uh, Link Between Worlds. I would very much suggest this game if you like it's a Link good game. Best. It's super yeah. fun. Uh, and then we get on to the last one of this era, I think. Oh, do we have one more? No, there's three more. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay, we'll get through them a little bit faster. Especially since the next one. Triforce Heroes. Is Triforce Heroes, and I have never played it. Same. Um, it's... And why? Why? Because it's a uh, 3DS game that I forgot existed. It's one I would play, but I just completely forgot. I also believe it was largely focused on trying to get you to play multiplayer, like get other people mm. to play it with you. So you could play it by yourself, but they like wanted you to play it with other people because there was, I'm pretty sure, a whole online component, if I remember correctly. Um, but so it just was something that I was like, eh. okay, it's not like a, a standard Legend of Zelda titles. So I, I do the same thing on virtually any game franchise that comes out with a multiplayer version of that mm-hmm. franchise. I ignore it. I mean, call me not a real fan or whatever, but I'm a fan of the actual fan franchise, not right. their like cash ins. Yeah, and this one was rough for me too because what if I'm playing Zelda? I'm playing. I am playing Zelda. I'm not yeah. want to play Zelda with somebody else. Um, and yes, it's exactly what you said. Uh, and there's three links in this one instead of four, like four swords. And uh, this game supports download play, local wireless and online co-op, which to me sounds like you cannot play this game alone. Can one of you be Linkle? No, Linkle does <laughs> not exist yet. <laughs> we don't talk about Linkle. No. Um, and I again, I think you can play it by yourself, but it's meant to be played yeah. with multiple people. Which sucks. Because it's, it's a Zelda game. Because it's Zelda. Yeah. It's the hero. The legend of the hero, the princess, <laughs> right. and the wizard person. Not the legend of the three so heroes. let's just uh, go to the end on that one. Let's look, at, four. look at what happens. Um, I will read the last paragraph. While passing through the lands on his travels, Link notices King Tuff's sign asking for the heroes to assemble. He is then spotted by the apprentice. Wait, is this the last one? Uh, and assembles the links as they enter the drob droblands. They got some names in these games. Droblands and it's fight for the guardians. Uh, yeah, that's all I have for this one. There's not much story to it. Mm-hmm. It is part of canon, and there are some things that happen in this game, but they appear to be very minor. All right, uh, to change any of the story at all. Uh, so then after that, we have the monarchs. The jerks decide to use the Triforce and have the Golden Era come about. Oh my gosh, you have like uh, infinite power and you actually choose to use it to make your people's right? like, lives better? It is a thing that does happen. And this 
Not in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> Not here. Uh, so the monarchs use the high the Hyrule. Sorry, the monarchs of Hyrule use the Triforce and begin the era, the Golden Era. And then there's the tragedy of Princess Zelda the First. And it's the then it becomes the era of decline. What happens with the tragedy of Zelda, Princess Zelda the First? I have no idea. Because it's not in the game. It is just telling you that something happened with Princess Zelda the First. All right. And then you get to, unless you have some information on it that I don't have. Oh, oh she might have well, some. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> uh, we will tell you about the Princess Zelda the First if we find some info on it. But while we're there, we get to finally the first game ever released. Now, the Historia just talks about... Um, yeah, what what she does as far as the Triforce. So yeah. it, it's they, they've left a gap so they can put another game in there. Right, somewhere. very well. <laughs> if they be. decide to, they can throw a game in there somewhere. And when we already know the next game coming out is the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Yes, and that's pretty much obviously so going to follow Breath of the Wild. Right, it's a direct story. sequel. Yeah. The way that Majora's Mask is a direct sequel. The way that Link's Awakening is a direct yep. sequel. So. Yes. So this one is a direct sequel. So the game that comes out after Breath of the Wild Part 2 could be somewhere in this area of the timeline. Um, In this one, we get to Legend of Zelda, the very first game ever released in 1986. Back when everyone thought that um, Link was Zelda. Yes. (laughs) And and Samus was a boy. Yeah. (laughs) Samus is a girl, just in case you didn't know. Spoiler alert. (laughs) We were like, no. (laughs) Um, damn, there was a joke I used to say all the time. It was like Link, uh, uh, Zelda is my favorite character or Zelda is my favorite hero or something like that. I forgot yeah, what it was. There's a lot a of memes of, like that. Now I will say in the Historia it does say at some point here, um, there's prosperity and then the golden era, the king dies. Yep. And Zelda won't tell her brother where the Triforces or some piece of oh, the that's Triforce. Right. Okay, yeah. And he puts so before, her to sleep. Before the king dies, uh, he split the Triforce because he was afraid that he he knew his son was probably going to be a, a dipshit and use it the wrong way. So he did split the, the Triforce here and then it put Zelda to sleep. I don't know. The Triforce put Zelda to sleep or did the king? His, the son. The son. That's right. The son put uh, Zelda to sleep while he went to go look for this piece of the Triforce. Yes. Uh, and so we get to the Legend of Zelda. And this is the first game that came out for the Zelda series. Yep. And it starts with you standing there as a elf in a green tunic and a cave right in front of you. And then you get the most memorable quote of all of Zelda. The very first line of the game. It's dangerous to go alone. Take this. And that's when you pick up your first sword. If you're, you know, playing back then your first sword and you take off on the adventure. Now, this one is super important. To me, because there is literally zero knowledge about what you have to do in this game. Yeah, I mean, this was a this was an '80s Nintendo yes. game, and other than that little book that came, and yeah. they used to come with books. Yeah, yeah, those little things that you know come inside the game cases, <laughs> the pamphlets that, that they don't give you anymore. Read. Now they give you like a two-page thing that's like credits. Most of them, I don't. They don't even have that. It's just an empty case with side, just a game yeah. in it. Side note, Metal Gear Solid nailed it. They they knew that people would never look for the game code or the the uh, the, the game booklet and stuff. Yeah. And actually in Metal Gear Solid, it says, if you need to contact me, please use what's on the box. 
And so you have to have the game <laughs> box because it has the code in the, yeah. the art on that thing. So I thought that was pretty funny. My mom played this version of Legend of Zelda so much that she had nightmares about Octoroks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, and the uh, specifically, and very specifically, the boss with the four heads that like moved. It's like a cross-shaped, it has like Oh yeah, 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 on, yeah. It has like little mouth thingies that yeah, shoot out on each, Yeah. Now maybe you can explain this better because I did try to play this. I have the, uh, the collector's disc for the GameCube that has the first two games and then Ocarina of Time and okay. Majora's Mask. So I tried to play Legend of Zelda. And when you die, you go back to the beginning of the game. Don't die. So you just, you, there's no checkpoints. No, there was save points in yeah. this game. Okay. You could, I think you had to. Uh, I don't remember how. There was I don't a, know. They're probably not very frequent. Not to what gamers it, in our I, era yeah. are used to having. It was one of the first games that had a memory card built into yes. it. To allow you to save, and if you may, if you named your profile Zelda, you you activated hard mode from the beginning without having to unlock it. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So to save in the Legend of Zelda, you hit start in the item screen. Uh, that's the wrong Legend of Zelda. Sorry. Uh, I believe that was something like you hit start. There the, definitely was a save. I just save. don't know how. But what people didn't know was uh, it was suggested by Nintendo that when you save and turn off your game to come back to it later. You hold reset down first and then turn the power off. Yeah, it was. Yep. Uh, I don't remember why. That was a technical thing for it. Probably because it caused a surge that could erase the game. Yeah. Because that was, a, that was the thing is every once in a while, if you weren't careful like that, you would turn it on and there'd be no save profile. Oh, no. And so, yeah. So in this one, you travel around, you get yours. Uh, you just collect pieces of the Triforce in this one. That's all you do. And then you fight. Um I believe this is where dumb Ganon comes from. That's what I like to call him, a beast Ganon. So he's the Ganon that gets resurrected. That's not as smart, if that makes any sense. He's yeah, just and, and that's why I brought up dumb beast in last episode yeah. that he's smart, he's cunning, he's conniving, yeah. he's predicting what's going to happen. He's a very different monster boss than, 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 these. than this one. He's yes. just dumb Ganon. Um, you collect your Triforce pieces and then you make your wish. Um, but like Rich said, if you did name your profile Zelda, um, everything that you knew about the game was flipped. So we've been, you know, we've been doing a lot of research for this episode, but I did no research on this episode because it is branded in my head. This was the first <laughs> cool game. I mean, Super Mario was really cool, but this, um, this was different. This was definitely different. Back in the day. I just, I mean, I mean, it's the game that started it all for Legend of Zelda. I played Dungeons and Dragons on the Atari. And that's, <laughs> that's a crappy role-playing game experience. But this is a, this is a legit, <laughs> legit role experience. Uh, but yeah, so you defeat Ganon in this one. And that, that's it. You move on to the next game. Yeah, I mean, you, puzzles and you solve the dungeons. This, this defines the original, like, Zelda experience. But not as much as Link to the Past. Link to the Past really made it concrete that this is a uh this is a game that's going to last and to be fair though i mean there were puzzles in this game but they were nowhere near the difficulty level as the games became later on no the, the puzzles were trying to figure out how to beat the boss right yeah. is to that was the main gist of the thing yeah original nintendo um whether it really didn't matter which game it was but almost most of those boss fights back then was memorizing the pattern and then learning how to how to do the thing 
Apologies. It's a late tonight. So we then move on to arguably one of, I don't say the worst, but the weirdest. So (laughs) this is the funny thing is, um, I knew you were going to say something like that. So we're talking about the adventure of link. This is Zelda two. This was originally released on a superior game system that had more functionality. And then they dumbed it down to be on um, the NES. NES. Yeah. Yeah. So it originally came out in the Famicom. Yeah. And And the Famicom has just slightly better, had had a music chip. It had just some, some better, better hardware. Um, This is, this is a really a, Dungeons and Dragons game. You've got experience. You, you it was can, RPG elements to the yeah, extreme. Yeah. yeah, you could level up in this game. Um, but this was different. This was the uh, one of the biggest attractions from the Zelda series at this point. And again, at this point, this is the second one. There hasn't been that many. Now, this game sold very, very well. Yep. And actually, it has a lot of accolades. And in magazines and stuff, it says like, "This is this is one of the great games." People supposedly loved it. Um, I liked it. I can't say I loved it at the time. Yeah, it's definitely an, an interesting. Uh, it's so if you guys don't know and haven't played it yet, so this one, your world map that you are on is a top down, straight top down view, not like an isometric, not like a third person, like but Dragon a Dragon Warrior or something. A, yeah, a straight top down yeah. view of Link and monsters that you could hit. Um, when you would run into a monster, it or when you go into a dungeon, it would flip to a side scrolling type thing I like castlevania i like it but in this one um castle i don't remember castlevania i think you i think it was well, it has to be um where you the screen actually you could go back like in mario you can't go backwards yeah yeah, yeah. um this one you could go back um yeah. and i remember grinding out like yeah, little you go left to right yeah. castlevania too i remember grinding out little spiders in this game to try and level up because yep. otherwise it was just super hard as soon as you introduce experience there's suddenly i mean before you grind up rupees now you're grinding up rupees and experience yep and the uh they motivated you back then to try to level up your things evenly because your save game profile it would show the number based off of your lowest so if you had like one heart and you had leveled up your sword damage or something, it would show you the lowest number. Yeah. So if you wanted that number to go up, you needed to level up those other things, yeah. even if you didn't really care about those other things. So um, this was, a like I said, a very strange game, a top down to a side scrolling mm-hmm. uh, jump. You jumped a lot in this game. Jump was very important in this game. Yeah. Uh, you still got the items, but the items in this game, I remember it was, uh, like vividly that you would go down a ladder and there would be an item in like a hole and that item, yeah, you climb yeah. into it. And that's how every item was obtained in that game. Yep. You get the bow, the bombs, all that stuff. You get it like that. Again, very, very, it just felt like a Lord of the Rings style. Like, I don't know, you're finding glorious treasures in these, in these holes <laughs> for some reason. I don't know why. Um, it People liked it. Yeah. I, I and I, I actually did like it. It just didn't uh even back then it did not feel like Zelda at all. It could have been any any fantasy game. Yeah. They, they could have literally called it Lord of the Rings and had a bunch of Lord of the Rings monsters and orcs and stuff. Yeah. It would have been fine. It would have been fine. Um so this one was about again, the you know, the son we talked about who's trying to find this Triforce. Uh the son, I think, eventually finds out that the only person who knows what the Triforce of Wisdom is is Zelda, who is conveniently asleep um in the end link does win 
uh, unites the Triforce again and wakes the sleeping Zelda. I think that was his wish in this one is that he just wished Zelda came back. That sounds woke, right. Woke back up. And then, yeah, that's what you, this one did have, uh, like you said, heavy RPG mechanics though, because this one had very different spells than normal. You had shield, jump, life, fairy, fire, reflect, spell, and thunder. And those are spells that you, I don't think ever see again. This game is credited for introducing magic into the Zelda series because before this, you were just like a warrior with gadgets and now you were a warrior with magic. Yep. Um, Even though you end up with like different spells, but, and things, but yeah. Uh, super cool game. This is, is this the end of the, of the Zelda series it, technically? This is the end of the hero is defeated timeline. Yes. Okay. We still have one more timeline to go. Um, but yeah, so at the end of this one, the resurrection of Ganon is prevented and we currently await another Nintendo game to tell us what happens after the resurrection of Ganon has been prevented when the hero's defeat happens. I wonder if they're going to though, right? Because it just feels like this is a dead timeline. Nobody wants to play the defeated version. Like, oh, this is the line where I die. I don't want to do that. I want to play the one where I win. Well, so... You do win, right? It's just the defeat after Ocarina of Time yeah. that bases it, which of course changes how the world plays out, at least the the description of it and all the historia and everything. It you know, it Link being defeated allows for this, you know, dark world to kind of develop. It allows for all these other things to happen. Um, you know, low rule exists because Link is defeated by Ganon. And the sages have to, you know, hide him away. Wait, is that why low rule exists or low rule always exists? But that's how you've, that's how you end up have a, having like a portal there. So as far as what I've read, yeah, all of these kind of darker, dark world, low rule, all of that stuff exists because he gets sealed away. In the sacred realm. So the sacred realm essentially becomes these dark mm -hmm. opposite places. Okay. And then, but then you end up with two Triforces that both grant wishes. Yes. Dun, dun, I, dun. There's no like a lot of this timeline yeah. stuff is very weird. So, you know, the, the sacred realm becoming a whole other like dark place. That's that's the way they describe it. And so... I don't know why there's another Triforce, why, you know, low yeah. rule ends up being this kind of mirror of high rule. But at least in most of the Historia, it's explained as, OK, well, Ganon gets sealed away by the sages in the sacred realm. And now because his darkness, his evil is sealed away in the sacred realm, the sacred realm becomes kind of a place for him, a place where his yeah. like influence has taken over. Yep. But he actually doesn't exist by the timeline that, that you won. Ganon? Yeah. So no, he. I mean the, the low roll stuff. Right. So that's handled very differently because you still get the <laughs> Twilight Realm, but. The Twilight I, Realm is different from low roll. Right. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. So low, low roll. The island destroying Link now destroyed an entire realm of people by winning, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that's it for this one. We will uh, finalize and can talk about the last uh, 
timeline of what happens in the next episode. So awesome. we will see you guys then. Bye-bye. Bye.